When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C O R R Y. J-O-E-L, and also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agent's Take. Um, pretty eventful past couple of days. The contract extension season is in full swing. First, we had Josh Allen get an extension. Then we had today, Darius Leonard sign an extension. And Xavier Howard was able to work out something to placate him for this year for his contract. But first, let's turn our attention to the big blockbuster deal by Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills quarterback. On Friday, it was announced he signed a six-year extension with a base value of $258 million. That averages $43 million per year. The max value of the deal is $288 million. He has $5 million of annual incentives last five years of the five, last five years of the deal. I mean, last six years of the deal, the extension years, $5 million of, of incentives. 2023 through um, 2028, the incentives are $1 million for each year. This is $1 million for AFC Championship game appearance where he has at least 6% regular season play time and plays 6% in the game. Another $2.5 million for a Super Bowl appearance, same 6% playtime thresholds, and $1.5 million for each time he wins league MVP. There's reported $100 million fully guaranteed at signing. I don't quite see it that way because this includes the $2,618,595 million Third day of training camp roster bonus, it was earned on July 29th. Um, for consistency's sake, I don't count that money as a part of the guarantee because it's already earned. I know there was more of a lag time with Deshaun Watson, but his fifth day of training camp roster bonus of almost $1.2 million was not considered the guarantee. That's just me. If you want to put in a guarantee, fine. I don't. So I have the full guarantee at $97 million. $381,405. The total guarantee is being reported as $150 million. That includes that roster bonus again. I take it out. So I have the total guarantee, which is still an NFL record, $147,381,405. Both are NFL records. Now, one thing that really surprised me about this deal was it's a six-year extension. The trend recently has been four-year extensions. Outside of the Mahomes deal, you had the last three first-round pick 
extensions with two years remaining on their rookie contract. As in this case, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson all signed four-year extensions, gave up four new years. When Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers signed extensions, they gave up four new years. Dak Prescott, the big problem why he couldn't get a deal done in 2020, he only wanted a four-year deal. Cowboys wanted something longer, so he played on the franchise tag. This year, he signs a four-year deal. So Josh Allen going to six was a little surprising. Um, Before this Patrick Mahomes deal, the last time you really had quarterbacks signing for six years or longer near the top of the market, you got to go back to guys like Jay Cutler signed a seven-year deal back in, I think, 2014. Tony Romo, 2013, signed a uh, six-year extension. Colin Kaepernick signed a six-year extension as well. So the trend has been to go shorter. Um, One thing I didn't mention is that Josh Allen also has no trade clause in his contract. All years, 2021 through 2028, no no trade uh, no trade contract, no trade clause in the contract. Now, let's go through the uh, actual numbers on the deal. Um, signing bonus technically is sixteen million four hundred sixty-one thousand four hundred and five dollars. That means the signing bonus is being prorated, 2021 through 2025, at three million two hundred ninety-two thousand two hundred eighty-one dollars each of those years. That's the proration. And that's how much Josh Allen's 2021 cap number has gone up, $3,292,281. Um, that, that puts his cap number this year at $10,202,337. Base salary remains the same at $920,000. Obviously, the roster bonus that's been paid still counts. And you got the initial original proration from his rookie deal there. 2022, the way it's written right now, there is a $46.5 million base salary, which is fully guaranteed in 2022. But it's not going to stay that way. The bills between the first and fifth day of the 2022 league year can exercise an option to pick up his 2028 contract year. And if they do so, he gets a $42.4 million option bonus, and his 2022 base salary reduces to $4.1 million. That's going to happen because there's no way the Browns are going to – I'm not the Browns. The Bills are going to go into a cap – have a cap number that astronomical where you have a $46.5 million base salary in 2022. And this signing option bonus concept and with the higher base salary that reduces is something the Bills – typically do with their bigger deals. Um, Tredavious White, Deion Dawkins last year, that's what they did. You can go back to Marcel Darius in 2015. They used the signing option bonus structure with him as well. You've got also $500,000 workout bonus in 2022. You've got that $500,000 workout bonus in 2023, 2024, 2025. Then the, uh, then the workout bonuses go up to a $1 per year. Um, in 26, 27, and 28. Now, um, 4.1 million is fully guaranteed um, at signing. You've also got in 2023, it's got a $27.5 million base salary. This fully guaranteed um, at signing as well. And in 2024, you've got 
a $23.5 million base salary. $10 million becomes fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2022 league year. The other $13.5 fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2023 league year. Uh, also in 2024, you've got a $6 million fifth day of the league year roster bonus. Skill and injury cap guarantees at signing five days after signing. Salary cap guarantee kicks in. The reason this is done, if you had all three types of guarantees at signing, you'd have to prorate the $6 million on the cap 21 through 2025. If you have the lag time um, with one of the guarantees, then there's no proration. All counts in the year it's earned. Um, in 2025, you've got a uh, $14 million base salary. You've got $1.5 million of it, which is guaranteed at signing. Then you've got the remaining $12.5 million. I mean, $1.5 million is guaranteed for, for off, guaranteed for injury at signing. I mean, guaranteed, I mean guaranteed, guaranteed signing, excuse me, fully guaranteed at signing. Then you've got the remaining $12.5 million, which becomes fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year. You also have a 2025 roster bonus of $16 million, um, which is guaranteed for um, where you have $16.5 million, which becomes fully guaranteed on the uh, fifth day of the uh, 2023 uh, league year. Then 2026 is where it gets uh, interesting. You take You start taking that Patrick Mahomes concept of where you have money, become guaranteed a year early, um, which is going to make it much harder to try to get out of this contract. 26 base salary, $22.5 million, fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year. It's unsecured up until that point. The $15 million roster bonus is fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2025 league year. So that becomes guaranteed a year early. Now, you've got in 2027... $14 million base salary that's fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2026 league year, and you've got a $25 million fifth day of the league year uh, roster bonus, which is fully guaranteed on the fifth day of the 2026 league year. So all $37 million, I mean $39 million in 2027 becomes guaranteed a year early. That's a concept which was taken from the Mahomes contract. And then in 2028, uh, you've got a base salary of $15,554,595. Um, it becomes guaranteed on the fifth day of the league year in 2028. No early guarantee. And then you have the uh, a roster bonus, fifth day league year roster bonus in 2028 of $25 million, which is completely unsecured. So it can't become um, guaranteed early. The cash flow in this deal is pretty much the way it should be. And considering that you have the early vesting of money, uh, like you did in the um, Patrick Mahomes deal, I don't really have a problem with the cash flow. It's not backloaded like Mahomes. Um, It's not quite as front-loaded as you would see with Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald or even Marcel Darius who had a more player-friendly cash flow, at least in terms of percentages of money after each respective new year, than Mac or Donald. But since it's going to be very hard to get out of this deal at any point realistically before 2027 at the earliest and most likely 2028, then no big deal. It's not 
backloaded like Mahomes where halfway through the deal you don't even have 50% of the money. In this case, after the first new year, Josh Allen's got 26.5% of the money. A neutral deal would be 167 After the second year, he's at 38.2%, which is, which is fine. Three years in, third new year, 53.4. Neutral would be 50. I mean, 53.5. Neutral would be 50. Um, after year four, he's at 68.4. Um, and then after year five, he's at a... Uh, 83.9 so it's it's ahead of where it's ahead of a neutral deal and because you've got these guarantees vesting early and you've got and once once you once they once you get into later years of contract he's he's pretty much uh pretty secure in terms of being able to be in a position to uh make most of the money because we'll, we'll take a couple of years and look at it in particular first we'll give you the cap numbers for each year um, before we do that, um, 2021 cap number is 10 million. As I said, 10 million, 202,337 dollars. 2022 cap number is 15 million, 872,281 dollars. And the option bonus is getting prorated at 8.48 million, um, years 2022 through, through 2026. Without the, uh, Picking up the option, the 2022 cap number would have been $50,292,281. So that's why they're going to exercise the option, reduce it, and pick up the cap numbers almost like $34.5 million difference. So that's why. 2023 cap number, $39,772,281. 2024 cap number, $41,772,281. 2025 cap number, Fifty-one million two hundred seventy-two thousand two hundred eighty-one dollars. Twenty twenty-six cap number forty-six point nine eight million. There's no more proration um, left except for the last year of the option bonus, eight point four eight million in twenty twenty-six. No proration in twenty-seven and twenty twenty-eight. Forty million dollar cap number in twenty twenty-seven and twenty twenty-eight. You have a forty-one million five hundred fifty-four thousand five hundred ninety-five uh, dollar cap. Well, that's your cap number in twenty twenty-eight. Now, because of the way the money vests early, in terms of guarantees, that makes it very hard to get out of this deal at various junctures. Like, let's take twenty twenty-four. If you wanted to cut them before the fifth day of the league year, uh, before more money kicks in. <laughs> Because of the huge option bonus, you would have in dead money $32,024,562 in proration because everything would accelerate forward. And because you already have money guaranteed, the roster bonus for 2025 is already guaranteed, $25 million, then... In the 24 salaries already guaranteed, he would have dead money of $78,024,560. So that's not really going to happen. And even if you did it post-June 1, it doesn't make sense because your dead money is going to be $66,274,281. Because guarantees accelerate into the current year. You don't get to delay um, the acceleration like you do a bonus proration. In 2025... 
he's not going to get cut either. Um, because you'd have the, if you cut him before the fifth day of the 2020, uh, six, uh, 2025 league year, it's not going to happen either. Um, you got a cap number, it's your biggest cap number, $51,272,281. Well, proration would be $20,252,281. And then you have $39 million of guaranteed salary. <laughs> uh, so that's $59,252,281. It goes up. It's not going to make a whole lot of sense to do that. And then in 2026, you can't do it either. <laughs> Um, you got $46.8 million as a cap number, but um, you'd have a $15.5 million increase in your cap number. Your dead money would be $62.48 million, um, whether you do it in post-June 1 or not, um, because of the uh, guarantees accelerating. So really, 2027 is the first year you could seriously consider getting rid of Josh Allen. Cap number $40 million. Um, if you got room for the fifth day of the league year, dead, dead money would be 39. Because 27, 27 um, base salaries already fully guaranteed in 2026. So maybe it's 2028 and you could get out of it with no dead money in 2028. That's really the earliest time uh, you can get out of this, this deal. So much different than Mahomes. Brought the concept of the roster bonuses vesting early, having money vest a year early. Um, but also got much better cash flow uh, than Mahomes. Has much more money, which is being prorated because you got that huge um, option bonus in for 2022 that gets prorated 2022 to 2026. That's 42.4 million. So uh, much different um, type of contract um, than Patrick Mahomes. Looking at uh, how much new money. Um, Allen has compared to uh, Mahomes can um, after each common new year can tell you just how different these deals are uh, in terms of illustrating just how backloaded Mahomes deal is. They both had two years left on their rookie contracts when they signed. So it is kind of an apples and apples comparison. Um, Allen after the first new year, has $68,445,405. Mahomes, $35.45 million. After the second new year, Allen, $98,445,405. Mahomes, $75.9 million. After the third new year, Allen, I mean, $945,405. This is the new money I'm talking about. Not cash flow, new money, just to make that clear. Mahomes, $113.85 million. Mahomes, after the first three years, averages, first three new years, averages 37.95 when his deal averages 45. That's backloaded. After the first three new years, Allen averages $45,981,802 when the overall average is 43 in the new money, not backloaded. Year four, Allen, $176,445,405. Patrick Mahomes, $155.8 million. Four-year new money average for Mahomes, $38.95 million. Four-year new money average for Allen, $44,111,351 per year. After five new years, Allen, is at $216,445,405. dollars 
Mahomes, 197.75 million. Mahomes, after five new years, isn't even at 40 million per year on the average. He's at 39.55 million. After five new years, Josh Allen, 43 million, 289,000, $81. And then I think this was the sticking point or something or a big benchmark for Josh Allen's people. Mahomes after six years because he has fifty nine and a half million dollars in that sixth year, sixth new year, is at two hundred fifty seven point seven million, which gets him to an average of forty two point nine five million. Josh Allen two hundred fifty eight million to get to the forty three million after after the six year extension. So I think that was a big number he did he had to beat Mahomes if he's going to go out six years over the six new years, particularly since Mahomes is backloaded. Now, Mahomes has four more years left on his contract at that point. So Josh Allen would be, I think, 31. He's 25 right now. Um, so he'd be 31 heading into his in, his in his contract year if he did a new deal. And... If you do a deal, then your break-even point is $48 million per year on a four-year extension. So, I like his chances of hitting that mark by the time we roll around to uh, when, he's in, when he's in his contract year in 2028. Um, I kind of like the I like I like him. He'd be 32 in his contract year. Excuse me. He'd be 32 in his contract year. Um, so, I like his chances of doing that. Because <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if you have a $50 million quarterback in Russell Wilson. Uh, depending upon the timing of his extension, 2023 is his contract year. So by 20, him still maintaining his level of play, 2023, I think he can get to 50 million. Aaron Rodgers next year, he's. I suspect he's going past uh, Mahomes' 45 million on an extension or wherever he's playing. We'll have two years left on his contract when they, re, uh, assuming that deal gets uh, redone. One thing that this jeopardizes with Josh Allen doing the six-year extension, he's going to be 32 in his contract year, and, he, and they wait and do it then. He may, he's may he got another big deal in him. He'll get the second big extension. I don't know if he gets the third unless he just has extreme longevity. Um, I think that's the uh, only way he, he, he gets, to, gets that third extension. But just underscores that, Mahomes' deal isn't going to hold up. His saving grace is going to be that Kansas City has already started converting roster bonuses into signing bonus, adding the proration, and making the future cap number so high. At some point, it's going to make sense for them in the deal, and this is what will potentially save him, is to just redo it <laughs> instead of keep kicking the can down the road. Now, two guys who are probably very interested – in this deal are Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield. And Lamar Jackson, the easiest thing in the safest course of action has always been let just let Josh Allen go first since he doesn't have a traditional agent. And I have no idea if he has some experienced advisor uh, helping him out. We have seen guys who didn't have a traditional agent with help, experienced help, do well. DeAndre Hopkins, um, Laramie Tunsil, Bobby Wagner. I know from all reports that Lamar Jackson's mom is very involved in the process. So since this isn't a backloaded deal like Mahomes is, you can't look at where 
at least, well, you can, but I don't think it's going to be very persuasive to the Ravens to look at where Josh Allen is at various junctures. If you're going to do a shorter deal and say I have to beat that number, uh, I don't think it, it that's going to be very productive because Josh Allen is at $43 million per year, giving up six new years. Maybe I might be wrong, but I have a hard time seeing the Ravens beating $43 million per year if Lamar Jackson signs four new years. Dak Prescott's 40? Yes. The 43? No. Um, this is also a team where Ronnie Stanley's deal came in under expectations given Laramie Tunsil was at $22 million per year. He didn't even make it to $20 million per year. He's at $19.75 million per year on the base value. He gets to $20 million per year with the escalator. So that was a little surprising. The Ravens haven't had a problem with the guarantees because the most money in terms of a signing bonus until David Bakhtiari for an offensive lineman was Ronnie Stanley's. And then the overall guarantees in Ronnie Stanley's deal were record setters for um, offensive linemen. Um, so I could see them being more accommodating, at least the Ravens. I'm like, hey, you, we'll give you the guarantees. You can top Josh Allen on the guarantees, which are the most in, in NFL history for uh, any player. But we're going to hold the line on the average. We'll see if they want more years because of this as well. The trend's been four, but he does six. Do they try to get that fifth year? They, if, they, if he wants to match up six years, maybe he beats them. Maybe he comes in at 43-5, million per year. Or, or if he gives up a seventh year. I wouldn't go any more than four, uh, personally, if I'm Lamar Jackson. So we'll see if this thing gets done before um, – the start of the regular season. Then Baker Mayfield saw a report today. They're focusing more on Denzel Ward, um, who was a first-round pick in 2018 as well, than Baker Mayfield. And if I'm the Browns, I'm like, okay, that's all well and good. Josh Allen's at $43 million per year. You're not Josh Allen. You played well second half of last year. You had a sophomore slump in 2019. You weren't on the same page of Odell Beckham Jr. He's going to come back this year. I would err on the side of caution and wait with Baker Mayfield if I'm the Browns. Just from the standpoint that I don't mind paying a quarterback if I know he's the guy and I know that if I don't do the deal now, that it will cost me more if I get confirmation that Baker is the 2020 second half of the season Baker Mayfield or takes it to another level. I'm fine paying for that because I have peace of mind that I'm paying the right guy more so than I do right now. I don't want to be in this Jared Goff, Carson Wentz situation um, where I have buyer's remorse. If I'm going to do something with Baker Mayfield now, um, it ain't, it's not coming close I'm not even going to Deshaun Watson. I would be more comfortable in that Russell Wilson, $35 million per year range. And you got to take into account that Goff and Wentz signed for the $32, $33 million per year range a couple of years ago. So I'm factoring in that we're at a later point in time. 
I'm not going anywhere close to 40 million with Baker Mayfield right now. He gets off to a very good start first half of this year, picks up where he left off last year. Yeah, I'd try to get that thing done as soon as possible. What I'm not going to do is do what Dallas did with Dak Prescott, where I'm going to miss every opportunity where I could have gotten the guy done when it makes sense, where it made sense for me, instead of having to go into the franchise tag game where I end up paying out of the nose just to get him to sign because I'm looking at the fact that I can't franchise him a third time and he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after that. We're not going to go that far with Baker Mayfield, but I would exercise a little bit of patience and caution uh, with Baker Mayfield right now. Seems like that may be what the Browns are doing since there are reports today that Denzel Ward is more of a priority uh, than Baker Mayfield right now. Lamar Jackson is going to be the more interesting one out of these two. And we'll see if that gets done and how this whole Josh Allen thing affects uh, what the Ravens have been trying to get done um, with him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We also had a deal today that was done. Um, just based on the reports, we want to have complete information, um, at least to my satisfaction. Darius Leonard became the highest paid off-ball linebacker. Um... The max value of the deal is supposedly 99.25 million over five years, which includes some Pro Bowl incentives. I don't know the amount of the Pro Bowl incentives. I saw another report that the deal was 98.5 million. Maybe that's the base value of the deal, and that would put the deal in the 19.7 million dollar average. Fred Warner's deal average it was 95.225 million over five years that he did a couple of weeks ago. That's uh, 19.04. Four or five million as the average. The reports are that there's $52.5 million of guarantees for Darius Leonard. I saw another report that said that's 50, $52.5 million injury guaranteed. I'm assuming all the money that's injury guaranteed converts to being fully guaranteed and does not like T.Y. Hilton's deal where the last $11 million of his guarantee was, all, was injury only because that's a little different uh, scenario. Because uh, right now, the highest guarantee for an off-ball linebacker is C.J. Mosley's $51 million. Um, Leonard's not getting to the $43 million fully guaranteed of C.J. Mosley. He's at $33 million fully guaranteed. And one thing I was really curious about was, did they stick with their pay-as-you-go contract structure, which is something that they've done traditionally. That's their preferred structure. They deviated from it with Braden Smith. He had a $15 million signing bonus, and they kept his base salary the same. And and I should back up for a second. When you have a pay-as-you-go contract, your salary cap number and your cash are the same. So if you don't restructure the contract at some point in time and just leave the deal as it's in its original form, once the guarantees run out, then there's no dead money Well, when you release a guy. And... Leonard's case is a $20 million signing bonus, is a report I saw. So, no pay-as-you-go, 
and they're keeping his base salary the same at the $3.384 million that it currently is. So that $20 million gets prorated on the cap uh, for the first five years through 2025 at $4 million each year. So that's a $4 million increase to Leonard's uh, 2021 cap number. Those are only details I know about this deal right now. So we'll see um, what else. But the one thing I do find interesting is he's 26 years old. He did a five-year extension. He'll be 31 in his contract year. I thought he'd more follow the Bobby Wagner approach. Uh, Bobby Wagner did a four-year deal when he was in his contract year, also a second-round pick like Leonard. So he get, he could get another by the apple. Then signs a three-year extension two years ago. He did the three-year extension because that leaves the door open for if Bobby Wagner does not drop off, he's in a contract year in 2022. And he potentially could get another deal. Um, Leonard, 31 in a contract year. We'll see if there's a, even a second uh, lucrative extension for him. And then finally, we had a resolution to Xavier Howard. Had four years left on his deal. Dolphins didn't seem inclined to do much of anything for him. But um, what they did was they added... $3.5 million worth of incentives. Rescinded the mini camp fund of $93,085. When you add the incentives, that is changing the essence of the deal. So you are now ineligible for the 17th game check. So I had to add in money to account for that so it wouldn't be in a worse position. So they added in money for a 17th game check of $710,294. So he's not in a worse position. With $3.5 million in incentives... I'm not sure if there there's three there's like a team component to them. It's coupled with a team component with the incentives, at least for the play time, so that there's no cap charge and it qualifies as not likely to be earned. There's seven percent play time and then the three worst categories and the team incentives, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Another seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for eighty percent play time. A million for 90% play time. And then there's a million dollar Pro Bowl or All Pro uh, bonus as well. I don't know if there's the team component tied to that to keep it not likely to be earned. Or that's a million dollar cap hit because he did both those things last year. Now, in t- for 2022, he's, he was scheduled to make $12.975 million. He still is. It was going to be a $12.375 million base where the only guarantee was $6.75 million for injury. He had a $500,000 per game roster bonuses and per game roster bonuses, which I hated as an agent, and a $100,000 workout bonus. Now, everything's been converted into base salary, and the injury guarantee is now, uh, now a full guarantee. And then first day of the league year in 2022, all $12.975 million is fully guaranteed. So there's more security. And then there's assurances that they'll revisit the deal um, late February, early March, and put it uh, in line with the market based on his health and 2021 performance. Now, I don't know what this revisit the deal means. I hope that Howard's camp and the Dolphins are on the same page in terms of what revisit the deal means, because if not, you're going to have a bigger problem than you had this offseason. Because if they're anticipating we're going to rip, we're going to get a new negotiation, and, and there is precedent for guys getting a new getting an extension with three years left. That was DeAndre Hopkins last year. Three years left, got an extension. 
Um, but if they're thinking we're going to do another Band-Aid approach, we're going to give you incentives, we're going to advance money out of uh, future years, like has been done previously, like with um, Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and then last year, Stefan Diggs with four years left on his contract, then that's going to be another thing coming. But at least we got this Howard thing put to bed for now, so he's not having a hold in because of his ankle injury. And the trade demand's been rescinded. He's happy for now. And if he is... It ain't, it's going to be hard to duplicate what he did last year. Having 10 interceptions hadn't been done since 2007, not happening. As long as he stays healthy, there you would think they would have to extend it for two years and put him near the top of the market, if not the top of the market, which right now is currently Jalen Ramsey, $20 million per year. And that DeAndre Hopkins deal could be a blueprint for how you structure it. That's it for this week's Inside the Cap. We've taken a look at Josh Allen's deal. Um, gone through a breakdown of it, how it could potentially affect uh, Lamar Jackson more so than Baker Mayfield, compared it to Patrick Mahomes. Um, from the limited information we have, we've uh, looked at Darius Leonard's deal and gone over what was done for Xavier Howard. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel, that is C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L, and I have my CBS Sports.com agent's take. Uh, thanks for listening. That's it for this week. And we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.